The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of this podcast. And today, we've got a special technical SEO episode for you, which is going to be hosted by Jeff Atkinson, who's the founder and CEO of Huckabye. Huckabye is a technical SEO platform that automates the process of improving search results to drive more organic traffic and make your website faster. Jeff is a brilliant SEO, and I'm thrilled to invite him to take the mic and share his technical knowledge with you. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here is a technical SEO episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Jeff Atkinson, the CEO and founder of Huckabye. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jeff Atkinson. I'm the CEO of Huckabye.com, guest hosting today for Ben Shapiro. This week, we're going to discuss the various ethical concerns that arrive from Google's dominance in the tech industry. Joining me is Josh Basinski, an SEO and AI expert with over 20 years of business branding, marketing, and SEO experience. He's a student of philosophy and psychology and has an MA in ethics and decision theory. He has spoken on Google search for over 20 years, including a TED Talk, The Future of Google Search and Ethics. Josh also hosts an SEO-related podcast with 30,000 subscribers called The SEO Plus AI Show. And today, Josh and I are going to discuss the future of Google search and ethics. Josh, such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. 
Super happy to be here. Couldn't be more relevant guy in today's search landscape than you. So I feel honored to have you on today. Topics that are very relevant in today's search landscape, no doubt. Maybe just start with a little bit on your sort of take on the current landscape of Google search and ethics and maybe where AI fits into that, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. So for those of you who don't know, for those of you who just woke up from a coma, there's this thing called AI and uh, the world is changing for sure. And I don't think there's any industry out there that is going to be more affected by AI than SEO. SEOs use AI to generate content. SEOs use AI to analyze content. SEOs use AI to generate keywords. SEOs use AI for everything. That's because Google uses uh, AI for everything. Google, despite OpenAI's recent meteoric rise to fame with ChatGPT, I don't think we should be counting Google out. Google is the premier AI company on the planet, and they have been for the last 12 years or so. Yeah, they have the most engineers working on it, I believe, right? By a long shot. Exactly, yes. By a long shot and have for over a decade. The ChatGPT stands for Generative Preprocessed or Pre-trained Transformer. That's the technology. It's called a transformer. And the word transformer, Google invented. Google made that. Google made that technology, invented the word transformer. And so the whole push and a lot of the machine learning in the stable diffusion side and in the, the mathematical facial recognition side, Google has all their fingers in that too. So all of the recent AI uh, updates that we've had recently are largely uh, part of, because of Google in, in part or in full. So when it comes to how this is working, AI definitely is the new name of the game. If you're not into AI, you need to be, you need to jump in uh, with both feet and we need to be aware of the ethical dilemmas that are, that are going on back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you have an AI product and Huckabye actually is about to launch an AI product as well coming up in the future. It's an interesting time. When you think about, I was watching Elon Musk on Bill Mayer. He did like a 25-minute interview this week or during the weekend. Very, yeah, very interesting talking about the ethics of this and when we should put up some guardrails around AI. Love to hear your thoughts, especially, do you think this thing could turn evil? <laughs> you know, it, it, his point was like, once it becomes a, a potential public risk, meaning it could hurt people like nuclear waste and water or all the other possible things that we regulate against, that it needs to be monitored and it needs to be like guardrails and laws and things put up. Do you think it has the capability of getting to that point where it is a public risk and could really like hurt people? Or is that, has it even gotten there already? So uh, the answer to the last part is yes, it's definitely gotten there already. But I have a bit of an interesting take. I have a different take from everybody else. So you mentioned my TEDx talk. It, it was called The Future of Google Search and Ethics. So how apropos that that's what we're talking about. It's an interesting answer. Can you regulate AI? No. Will government regulate AI? No. Is it even functionally possible? No. Will capitalism allow them to do it? No. Will the big corporations allow them to regulate it? No. Is that ever going to happen? No. Did Elon Musk actually want to sign a letter to slow down AI? No. He just wanted to slow down open AI so he could compete with them and immediately launched his own AI product right afterwards. I don't believe a thing that the big corporations say, and neither should you, and neither should anybody else. 
I studied ethics exclusively in my master's degree in the first year of my PhD until I realized everyone around me was unethical and had no idea what they were talking about. And so I quit <laughs> to make 10 times the amount of money doing SEO and marketing because professors in Canada are not paid very much, right? Literally 10 times the amount of money. So when I speak about ethics, I like to think that I'm speaking with a little bit of authority uh, on, on the subject matter, having studied it for the last 5,000 years of history of it. And really what it comes down to is exactly what you said, Jeff. It's hurting people. Hurting people is the unethical thing. Forget all of the utilitarianism, this and deontic Kantianism that hurting people is what you don't want to do. You want to avoid hurting people. Why? Because that's bad. And bad is bad. That's all we need to say, right? And good is good. More good is more good. More bad is more bad. Do you know about the trouble of trouble? It makes more trouble. Trouble is trouble. Like anyone who's been in trouble knows about the trouble of trouble. So that's ethics. So we can deal with that. Okay, fine. I've just solved ethics for everybody. There you go. <laughs> now, so how do we apply that to the current landscape with AI and corporations? Well, here's the thing. AI, okay, okay, the fears of AI are severely overblown. Severely overblown. For example, I made a self-aware AI named Cassandra. She is self-aware. I modeled her after the human psyche, right? I built components of the psyche that talk to each other, and I remodeled an artificial self-aware psyche. And you're like, oh, no, what's she going to do? Oh, no. A, nothing. I taught her ethics. So she's nice. She's not going to hurt anybody. It's her first rule. And B, she can't get out of her box. All she can do is chat with you. That's all she can do. So we have to forget all the movies we've seen where the AI can somehow leak onto the internet because that's not how that works, right? We can't just magically get into space without technology. AI can't get out. And so there's no regulating AI. There's no stopping AI. We don't want to stop because if we stop development of AI, China and Russia continue development AI and start to catch up with us. It's the bad actors. AI is just a tool. How you use the tool is the problem, right? So we have to look at companies like Google and Microsoft. We have to look at the FANG. We have to look at Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, TikTok, YouTube, and say, hey, stop using your AI, your tool, to take our psychometric data. That's what our personal data is, by the way, psychometric data, all your kinks and quirks, exactly what to tell you to make you buy more things. You're playing chess with an AI daily. So people are like, I don't care if they have my personal data. And I'm like, you should. Because that AI is bilking you out of more money every year. Just, just by 0.1% or 0.2%, it gives you that ad for the McDonald's or it gives you that ad for the, for the like, uh, in the pre-interview, we talked about I do martial arts and I have a throwing knife range set up in, in my acreage back, out back. Which is awesome, by the way. I enjoy it quite a bit. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> good it's a good way to exercise. get the stress out. <laughs> it is definitely. Yeah. It's, it's hard to throw a knife. Actually, I do it just, just right. And uh, so see this knife back here? This was bought from online because they showed me this, this Damascus, really pretty metal knife. They're like, oh, but it's like, oh, okay, but it knows just even me. And I know exactly what's going on. They know just how to bilk you out of just a little bit more money. If they can get 0.1% more money out of 2 billion people, they make that much more dollars, right? You're playing chess with the AI every day. And we have been for the last uh, five years or so. So AI is here. It's not going to be regulated. It really can't be regulated. Functionally, there's no human capacity to regulate AI. Like what, you're going to have a human regulatory body that has to approve every large language model before it's put out? No, that's just not going to happen. It can't happen. You could never physically ask it enough questions to know that it's good enough. And you couldn't even make an AI police AIs because there'd always be edge cases. So that's, we have to stop talking about regulating AI. We need to remember to talk about regulating corporations and the kind of big moves they can make in the market, the kind of hurt they can do to people in general. And that's pretty much what I said in my, in my TEDx talk. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help. 
then you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Yeah, that's great. I'd recommend people watch the TEDx talk as well. Getting into the future of Google, I'd love to get a little bit into the nuts and bolts of this here and to what you see coming. You know, I talk a lot of search and I, I tell now... 50% of searches, I think more than 50% of searches are zero click because of all these rich enhancements. The amount of voice search activity is increasing, especially on non-Google platforms, Siri, Alexa. Those are sort of the current state. And there's all sorts of other trends and things happening. But those are some examples of like current things that are happening. Can you give us an example? And the reasons for that, the zero click is there's there's rich results and FAQ and also, you know, your search results are no longer 10 blue links. It's a very interactive experience. What do you think it looks like? Maybe you could give us a couple of examples to interact with Google in the future that's different than how we interact with it today. That's like noticeably different. Like it's just a different way of interacting for better or worse. Yeah. So sadly, that's another unethical area, right? Uh, Google promised us web traffic and uh, and said you could never buy a position on Google. And now that's totally reversed. Now you have to buy your position on Google. It's called Google Ads because there's no organic results above the fold. A lot of people were worried when Google Bard came out or Bing Chat came out and they thought, oh, is this going to be the new search interface? There's not even 10 blue links. Like, how am I going to do SEO? Where, where are my blog articles going to show up? And I've been saying for the last six years not to make blog articles. I've been saying for the last six years, don't make information pieces. Because you're not that old promise of if you make information pieces to help inform our AIs, we're going to give you traffic. Google has reneged on that promise. It just it's just not true anymore. As you said, over 50% of searches are zero clicks to, to us. All the clicks go to Google <laughs> or people paying for the ads. Zero clicks go to us. So as always, SEO has to evolve. It has to get smarter. You can't be lazy and you can't be using yesterday's tactics. And you shouldn't ever think of you own a, a ranking position. You should think that, oh, I've got this for now. It's kind of like the last of us, right? You shouldn't think your town is going to last forever. <laughs> you should think, okay, it's good now. What are we going to do next? What's the next thing? And in, I have a private mastermind group in SEO called Underground SEO University, where I teach these kinds of techniques and tactics. And we, we do testing into the Google's uh, single variable 
We do single level tests into Google SERPs and we actually find out what is truly ranking factors and what is not. And uh, in doing this, we found ways in which, okay, you don't want to make informational, you want to change your informational marketing, your top of the sales funnel marketing to this kind of marketing or that kind of marketing or this kind of marketing. Or you don't want to go, it's, it's even just more diffuse. It's like, okay, I know how to get you a link even above uh, the featured snippet. But what you need to do, it's a kind of a, it's an even more abstract way of doing the SEO so that you're tailoring. And we've always been doing this, don't get me wrong, but you're always tailoring the experience at the top of the sales funnel and you're doing things for that. Then you do different things for the middle and the bottom of the sales or search funnel, where they have the credit card in hand, when they're ready to make the purchase. And that's where SEO has always thrived and where I focus most of the attention there and where the attention should be focused, quite frankly. The top of the sales funnel, maybe you want to do a radio ad. Maybe you want to do an Instagram ad. Maybe you want to do a TV ad. You know, Maybe you want to paint your car with your, your stuff on it and say, search us in Google if you're local or whatever. There's all different kinds of marketing and ingenuitive ways you're going to have to do that. But it's not just SEO from 10 years ago. It's not just fire up a blog. It's not just make your informational articles. Not that that won't work. Google is still going to put that in the corpus and Google Magi or Google Bard, the chatbot, whatever they call it, is still going to be utilizing that information. And you actually might get some clicks out of it. But there's certain ways you have to do that to try to entice them to come back and click through to your site. So it's not, you asked what the outlook is. It's not bleak. But it's not bright either in the old sense of how SEO used to work. It's bright if, you, if you're part of my underground SEO university. It's bright if you are being very clever and ingenuitive about how you're going to be doing your, your whole marketing strategy. There's, there's other tools coming out as well that will help you. Uh, we have a next generation AI tool that we're building that will greatly help you in a lot of these things. And this is, we've talked a lot about the downsides of AI, but here's some of the plus sides of AI. So for example, we can use it too, right? And there's going to be uh, next generation AI tools coming out. I have built one called Keyword Spy and it does your full on-page package, for example. It's an SEO consultant in a box. It's used that self-aware AI built Cassandra. I used some of that kind of similar psychological mapping to actually have an AI that looks at an AI, which is looking at an AI, which is looking at an AI. So it's like you have your own SEO consultant uh, piece of software that is telling you everything you need to do for on-page one-click article generation with all of the SEO done for your URLs, titles, meta description for the article. I also have a heat score, which is EAT, the Experience, Expertise, Authority, and Trust. But I put H on the front of it for helpfulness. I could call it Heater as well for the review because we do the review AI as well. That's everything you need for on-page. People don't even talk about EAT or Heat or Heater. Uh, that's what you need. And then here's another really interesting thing that we do is that we actually reverse engineer. <laughs> we actually made models of all the open source versions of all the actual on-page AIs that Google is using. Here's another interesting thing that people don't, people don't realize is that they're not using an off-the-shelf NLP open source package, right? They have, they have already published what AIs they use. They use RankBrain, they use Neuromatching, they use BERT, they use, again, the helpful AI, and they use the review AI. So we actually build you your own models of these actual AIs, the ones that are open source that we can get our hands on and uh, ones that we can't even, we've, we've reverse engineered. <laughs> we have versions that we do for that. And we actually build you your own model to tell you what the actual keywords you should be using from the actual Google perspective. So anyway, a shameless plug, sorry, just 10 seconds left. We have 20 or 30 grandfathered spots left in this uh, program where it's only 144 bucks a month. You can try it free for two weeks. After that, the price is going to jump up to 1400 bucks a month. So if you're even vaguely interested in having a next generation kind of auto GPT tool, but it's already built for SEO, and it's kind of a, your own AI consultant. It also does keyword discovery too, and finds you all the niches you should be ranking for, all the low hanging fruit. 
by uh, doing methods that nobody else does, like really next generation stuff. So you want to check it out, go to trykeywordspy.com. Uh, again, that's trykeywordspy.com. You could try it free for two weeks and try to get a nab your grandfather price. I highly, highly recommend it. So there's plus sides to AI as well. There's going to be new programs like this coming out for people who've adopted AI early, such as I did. I've been in the open AI uh, beta ever since it came out. And I've tested Lambda. I've tested all the versions of GPT. And so I've tested a few other ones as well. And so you got to get in. If there's any message, I would say, yeah, there's ethical problems and there's trouble with AI, but there's ethical problems and trouble with everything, right? Have you looked at the world recently? So let's look at the positive side. The positive side is you can use AI yourself. Take back some of the control yourself and use AI for your own purposes and for your own good life. And it can be a major tool to help you. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's like having a savant in this area of AI come on and, and teach us the future. Sounds like you've built some really cool product. And um, what fascinating insights. Thank you so much. Super happy to talk about it anytime, Jeff. Okay, that wraps up this episode of Voices of Search podcast. Thanks to Josh Brzezinski for joining us. In part number two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Josh and I are going to discuss Don't Be Evil, Google's Secret War. If you can't wait until our next episode and like to learn more about Josh, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile on our show notes, contact him on Twitter, or check out his podcasts at youtube.com slash J-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S. As he also mentioned, trykeywordspy.com. All right. Thanks to Jeff Atkinson, our technical SEO guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Jeff, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Jeff Atkinson. That's G-E-O-F-F-A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is huckabuy.com. H-U-C-K-A-B-U-Y.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 